When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, long eggers, synesthesiacs. Yeah. Yes. Um, Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore here for the Luke and Pete Show, doing our thing in an extremely hot room. 186, baby. Yeah, you're wearing a normal green T-shirt and I'm wearing a rather sweaty um, football shirt. Yeah, so I don't get this. I, I mean, Charlie, our colleague, does this as well. You guys wear football shirts mm. to do everyday tasks. <laughs> to me, it feels strange. Yeah, you say that it gets too sweaty, but I would just, argue that you... It's just an uncomfortable thing to be wearing. Yeah. Maybe I just don't work as hard as you on the football field. In fact, I almost guarantee I don't. I don't play football anymore. Oh, I why lo- not? I, I lost why to the game. Have you, why have you... Why have you uh, <laughs> I, was thinking you about, I was thinking about coming back to, and playing again. Right. And then I watched a video you did for the Football Republic recently where you ate loads of spicy chilli sauce and yep. talked about it. And you, t- mm. you described me as awful and terrible. I said everyone was awful and terrible apart from Marcus. Yeah, but that's still saying I'm still included in that. Yeah, I? exactly. But, but so I, I just, next I, to Marcus, we are awful and terrible. I Marcus had that, is very good at football. I had that on YouTube yeah. just while I was getting ready to go and play a game. <laughs> a charity game yeah, to raise a lot of money. I had my boots in one hand, my kit in the other and my wife was like, are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, I, I really said, am. Yeah. Let I'm me really just watch this video. I'm just going to finish off this video with my friend yeah. and colleague Pete who I respect. <laughs> and then you said that and I just dropped it. Yeah. For, Burst into tears. My wife had to call the charity and said I couldn't play anymore. And the charity then said... Folding, and these folding, are, and folding. This is the charity's words, not mine. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> we simply cannot continue <laughs> raising money for sick children if you don't attend. Uh, we'll be having words with Mr. Pete Donaldson. So that's yeah. why, in, in a nutshell, I don't wear football shirts anymore. That's why I don't um, read emails, quite frankly. Yeah. yeah. That, that messed up my guts for some days. So you know, you describe know, to people what you, what you did? It re- on the internet, there is a TV show uh, or a show called, um, I think, Hot Sauce. Hot or Ones. Hot, Hot Ones, yeah, yeah. And um, Football Republic, a um, internet football startup, have ripped it off and uh, ripped off the idea uh, where um, they get people to eat hot food hot wings in the original but they've um, modified it to sauce. hot uh, to um, pork pies dipped in hot sauce which I, I love a pork pie yeah bloody love a hot pie uh, pork pie a little bit of spicy chutney lovely old job it's the idea that you eat the really hot chilli sauce and it gets steadily hotter and hotter yeah. and you have to answer questions about your football team exactly or just just be able to talk or process information which I find difficult at the but how hot was it it was ridiculous like it again it just knocked my guts out for six like for like four or five days it was disgusting Really? It was like my stomach was just constantly gone. Did you not try and cheat it just by having on a, a tiny little bit? No, I t- well, I did that thing where you cheat and you put it. I didn't do a Homer Simpson and fill my mouth with wax. Yeah. Um, I, I put it at the back of my mouth, which seems to alleviate some of the right. pain from the, from the heat. But it's just unconscionable. It's probably not good for your taste buds like that. No, unconscionable. It, always, remi- it always reminds me of the, uh, the story, possibly apocryphal, possibly told before on this show. But we're nothing if not repetitive. Um, about Richard Maidley right. on this morning. Have I told you that story? No. So 
You know, and when I don't know if they still do it. I think it's presented by Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby now. But that show this morning, and it's like a magazine kind of sofa show, right? Mm. In the in the mid morning, and it used to be Richard and Judy, yeah, and Richard Madeley, who we all know about. If you're listening to this from overseas, he's just kind of Alan Partridge type character, yeah, um, who does this. He's just weird. Anyway, I'm sure he's a lovely chap, but he's he's a strange strange guy. Um, but he's always trying to be sort of cool and down with the kids, and and apparently they were doing the link before the ad break, and then they were throwing to a cooking part of the show. They had mm. like a cooking part of the show, like a live recipe type mm. thing. And so they, they did the link. They threw to the ad, which is like three minutes, and Maidley moseyed over there. And they were doing a bit on hot sauce. <laughs> and they had this hot sauce. I forget what it's called now. But the idea of it was you put one drop of it in a casserole to mm. spice it. I mean, that's how that's, yeah, the, that's, that's how important it is. That's yeah. the dilution we're talking yeah. about. And apparently Maidley went straight over there, a teaspoon straight in his gob. And he's got like two minutes to recover before they come back from the ads. Yeah, that's uh, not happening. I think they had to sack it off. I think, he just, <laughs> I think Judy had to go solo because <laughs> he was in real trouble. And then a bra fell out. Yeah. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? That was strange. What was the story with that? She was well, presenting they, an award or was something. Was it like the Brits or something? They were presenting some pretty, maybe a TV award or something. And um, she had a dress malfunction uh, and her... But was it done on purpose? Bosoms fell. Why would they have been done on purpose? A bit of PR? They, they were the most famous... Wife, husband duo in the in the country. Janet Jackson did it with Justin Timberlake, and they're <laughs> did, very famous. They did do that, yeah. I think it could have been it could have been done on purpose. <laughs> Why would it have been? I told you, PR. She's a woman of advancing age yeah. with a not necessarily flattering bra on, and just bang, out yeah. come the whappers. Yeah, get a load of these world. Get the PR line out. Get the it was the age of loaded, I suppose. Check these busters out every weekday from ten. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. It was the nineties, wasn't it? So weird. No, it was later than that. Was but, it? Um, <laughs> either way, yeah, nobody's doing that. I forgot yeah. what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, what I was going to say was you were thinking about um, Judy Finnegan's boobagins. There was a lady called Judy Finnegan. <laughs> she had whiskers on her chin again. The wind came along and blew them in again. Poor old Judy Finnegan. Begin again. Begin again. You've got to start again, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you got to do it again. It's, it's, it's the segment that never ends. Um, for those of you who want to get in touch, hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. This have you ever shown anyone your bra? Episode one, I have. This is episode one eight six. It's Thursday, the eighteenth of July, and that's what I was going to say to you. Right. So on Monday, I've got two things to talk about. On month, but I'll do the first one first. Okay. On Monday, I said I didn't even get to tell you what I did on Friday. I know what you did on Friday. I don't know what you did on Friday. <laughs> I was working. I watched. Uh, I know what you did last summer with Jennifer <laughs> Love Hewitt. No, I went to go and see Bob Dylan and Neil Young at Hyde Park. Oh yes, I've heard reviews. And they are very similar to other reviews I've heard of so it's, Dylan. It's really interesting, I think. I love Neil Young and mm. I love Bob Dylan. Legends. You did know? you buy Don't a me to tell you that. Pono? No, he's not, uh, he sacked buy, it off, hasn't he? Did you buy a Pono, though? You he can, you can give it now. the big licks and oh, I love Neil Young. Yeah. Did you support his lossless compression yeah. uh, MP3 player? I only listen to music on Pono. <laughs> and the only music I listen to is Neil Young's, Neil Young's. early 80s yeah. electronic record, Trans. <laughs> um, have you heard Trans? No. Trans no. is an amazing album. Right. It's, uh, it's like a record he said he made for his kids, which is possibly true. I, I mean, I don't know. He made it in 1982. But you know when... Suddenly, loads of people, whether they be filmmakers, writers, musical artists, in the early 80s, just got really into the idea of the future. Yeah. Like the yeah, 80s idea yeah, of yeah. what the future was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Young modern, made trans. Modern futurism. And um, the reason I, part of the reason I love it is because um, it was just so different to anything else he'd ever done. And mm. people who love Neil Young then were chucked into this weird, um, you know, kind of 
nightmare where they had to decide whether they liked it or not and then defend it to other people. Was it a bit like um, Boy, um, Little Space Boy, you know, all the kind of like stuff you do with the Pet Shop Boys? Yeah, but it's but it's much more severe than that. Because <laughs> David Bowie was interested in, in I guess, drum and bass and 90s music mm. and, and electronic stuff. But Neil just, just went off on one. Um, <laughs> so it, the songs are called like We Are In Control. Oh, no. And Computer Age. And, um, <laughs> and, there's, and for example, there's like an eight-minute song um, called Sample and Hold. Nice. It's just loads yeah. of weird stuff going on. Uh, he's, and, he's had a doubt but on Akio Barra. Having said that, having said that, people say that um, that it's actually stood, stood the test of time. And it's actually quite interesting to listen <laughs> okay. to now. Um, and Neil had a has always had this um, this sort of streak in him where he's really rebellious. Mm. Like he he released like a fifties inspired do what boogie woogie like rock and roll album called right. uh, everybody's rocking just to get out of his record deal oh, nice last album he had to do everybody's rock yeah look at him on the front look he's taking the piss look he looks like shaking stevens on the front, right? so he's got he's got a history of just doing really weird, weird stuff on purpose and I just thought he'd got like a new um sample set for his uh for his keyboard so, yeah, i've so, got some boogie woogie so pono was noises. a big thing of him trying to make a high it was like a high definition mp3 type yeah, player yeah, 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 yeah. saying that he was upset that people were listening to reduced quality songs yeah so he wanted to crowdfund to make it i mean he's probably worth about 100 million crowdfunded it anyway yeah uh, it, it bombed but um he loves things like trains and cars and and um to, to be fair to him i think he's got two disabled sons neil and i think part of the reason he wanted to make trans is because he wanted to sort of stimulate their senses as well so right. it was it was kind of a noble thing but um they, he played on friday night at hyde park with 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 bob dylan did he play any trans tracks no he didn't. right but here's an interesting uh slant on how powerful artists of that level are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Have you I, heard the story? Yeah, I'll tell yeah, people yeah. listening just, just very quickly, just in case you haven't heard it. So Barclay Card sponsor British Summertime. Mm. They, they, whoever booked the shows, booked Neil Young and Bob Dylan. So Neil Young planned, then, then Bob Dylan after headlining. Neil Young got wind that Barclay Card was sponsoring it, and he, Neil wasn't very happy with Barclay Card's um, record when it comes to the environment. Said they were fossil fuel investing dickheads or something, right? It, the whole thing was going to go to shit. Barclay Card stepped aside. Mm. Well, I mean, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, stepped aside. I was just like, well, we don't have a show otherwise, and you know, we're going to lose a lot more money than yeah, the, if that than was the say, sponsorship and the advertising you're going to make out of that. But if that was like Bombay Bicycle Club, it'd be like, well, don't play it then. <laughs> yeah, Some people yeah, yeah, find yeah, someone yeah. else. Oh yeah, massively. They yeah. can't do that because no, it's Neil Young. Well, they're, they're, they're the main hitters, they're the big hitters, you yeah. know. And, um, and I will say this about Neil Young: the songs he performed on Friday night were in the same postcode as what you hear on the record. <laughs> Bob Dylan was up after. No. And yeah. although he's a legend and it's enough for many people just to be in the presence of Nobel laureate Bob Dylan, one, the greatest songwriter to ever live probably, in, in, certainly in the Western world. Um, some people may have a problem with that, but I think he's part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And as Tiger Woods said when he was asked, is he the greatest golfer of all time? He said, all you can ask is to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan is a part of that conversation. And so for many people, it's enough for them just to hear him or see him. The interpretation of the songs, I'm going to say, and be, I'm going to be generous here because I had a lovely time. I was about four pints of Pims down by the time Bob Dylan came on. Problematic. Yeah. People are in the crowd, Pete, Googling what song, what it, song is. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he honky tonks on the old uh, piano, didn't he? Yeah. But at least when you go and see Brian Wilson, who's gone, he's got an amazing, and, and of course, Bob Dylan and Neil Young have amazing bands around them. Neil Young's band is the son of Willie Nelson, mm. Promise of the Real. They're, they're a good band. Mm. Bob Dylan's got an amazing band, obviously, because they've been touring non-stop since the 80s. Uh, Brian Wilson's band is the Wonder Mints, 
And he just comes out. He acknowledges that people are just there to see him. Mm. And he just tunes in every so often when he wants. Yeah. And everyone else does everything else. He sure talks a bit like this. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Glastonbury. So we had a lovely time. But mm. it was strange to hear Bob again for the third time singing in that fashion. Just remix. Just re- he's just remixing. Constantly remixing. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Would you, would you enjoy that? Um, no, I've heard it's dreadful. Constantly dreadful. Though I did buy tickets, uh, but I couldn't go because I was working at a festival. You know was, that people was... also, Pete, um, music critics, <clears throat> get themselves in the right old tears. Yeah. Because... Oh, I, I imagine they find... They don't... I, I reckon there was a lot of music uh, people who were probably in the golden circle uh, for this gig and they didn't know what the hell to write. They'd be like, oh, do I say this is good? Or do I say this is an abomination? Which it probably was, closer to. So no one... The thing is, no one gives Bob Dylan, whether it be a live show, a new record, mm. or whatever, bad reviews. It just doesn't no, happen. Okay. He's, he's got to the point now where he's above... You know, you know the royal family famously don't sue anyone for libel? Yeah. They see themselves as like above it. They don't want mm. to get involved. Yeah. That's sort of like Bob Dylan. Right. Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, the late David Bowie... Um, they just never get bad reviews. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Right. Because I think people don't Realize want to their be... their importance. They're, yeah. they're, they're a sacred cow. Like, yeah. People don't want to slay them. Mm. So it, that's why it doesn't happen. So there's no point reading reviews unless you're interested in what went on. <laughs> there's no point getting some kind of critical assessment of it because it's impossible. But I had a lovely time yeah. anyway. Well, well, I was at Not Alive watching... Um, so you are in Lisbon, right? Bands. <laughs> watching Lisbon? bands of less repute. Uh, yeah, I was in Lisbon again. I love a bit of Lisbon, it seems. Um, but yeah, beautiful festival, Nos Alive. It seems. You just my find, second, you regularly my, find yourself there. My second Nos Alive. Uh, I can't remember who Blumen headlined. Oh, the Cure headlined on um, the Friday. They were very good. Saturday, no. Who headlined Saturday? Vampire Weekend. Did Saturday. Of course. And then Sunday was the Smashing Pumpkins. I got a bit of time with Billy Corgan. What was that like? Uh, Billy Corgan's always very nice to me. He... Uh, because people think of him as being a bit strange, don't they? He is a bit strange. He loves but, wrestling, um, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves Just wrestling. talk about wrestling yeah, with I him. I did talk about wrestling. I asked him his opinion on uh, Cody Rhodes' new AEW outfit, and he's like, yeah, I used to work with him and on NWA, and um, what's the other one? WCW? No, it wasn't. Who's the one? Oh, was Extreme Challenge. ECW, maybe? Yeah, uh, what was the one that was on Challenge? Can't remember. Either way, one of the, one of the, one of the outfits he was involved in, because obviously uh, Billy Corgan owns NWA, and he uh, sort of said, uh, I'm... I'm I'm pleased he's managed to reinvent himself as like this sort of businessman. This is Cody Rhodes, um, right? Dusty Rhodes, Dusty son. Rhodes' son, yeah. Uh, one of <clears> one <throat> of a few, and uh, yeah, and he's, he's very complimentary. But he said um, it is very competitive. Right, he's lost so much money <laughs> in wrestling because he absolutely loves it. So the story is that my my um, my impression of Billy Corgan is probably <clears throat> is coloured and possibly unfairly covered. Uh, coloured, sorry, by his reputation when they were making, when Smashing Pumpkins were making Melancholy and the Infinite mm. Sadness, where apparently he was this maniacal mm. like, dictator. Oh, he just ran in and go, yeah. give me the fucking bass, yeah, and just lying. play himself. And apparently he was laying like hundreds of guitar tracks down. To be, to be fair, I haven't seen Smashing Pumpkins in a little while, and I forgot two things. One, Billy Corgan is a fucking great guitarist. Yeah. And number two, he's actually quite funny on stage. Is he? He's actually quite aloof and, and, and um, yeah. I, I'm not I, sure I, if I like that though, because I, I think there's certain types of music where I don't want to hear the people speaking in between the songs. He doesn't, uh, that's the thing. He doesn't speak between the songs. Well, he does. He's kind of like Marcel Marceau mime. He just, he'll just go over to where the big screen is and stand in front of it and look up at himself and then go, oh, I'm on the big screen. <laughs> thing, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I, I, I'm, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a convert to uh, the live performances of the... Obviously, they're uh, back together as a... As they're almost what they were in the nineties, kind of James Iha. Is it Iha or Iha? Yeah, I guess he's of Japanese descent, so it probably would be Iha. Yeah, but uh, he, uh, yeah, they're all back together, and apart from Darcy, who has gone off the rails a little bit. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm surprised because um, Jimmy Chamberlain went massively off the rails mm. as well. He was had a huge problem with drugs. But they're obviously... all they're all back together. They're all cool. Um, so yeah, it seems. I I think that um, modern music is in a state in which that the only way you can make money is through licensing and also um, touring. And so yeah. I think that has that second part has um, mended a lot of bridges <laughs> that wouldn't normally be mended right, when it yeah. comes to bands splitting up. Yeah, and they realise. I can't make any money now. There's a monetary imperative. Back, let's get back together. Yeah. Let's get this horrible band back and together. And I saw the only picture I saw of you from that weekend, last weekend, was um, a picture of you with Bobby Gillespie on a roof. Oh, yeah, where he looked like, a, like I'd found a crow on the roof. Yeah. I really think that he is important in that he's, um, he's very clued up um, politically, I think. Um, and he is consistently disappointed with how his ramblings are portrayed like my good self I would say right. and he uh, you but, found the kindred spirit but, he's, but, he's, but his delivery is incredibly slow so I think people just sort of um, find him actually quite difficult to listen to but um, yeah I, I quite like him I quite like Bobby Gillespie I never but met again, the guy but again I, I don't like his band uh, let's, <laughs> have, let's have a uh, break Pete Dawson mm. alright and then when we come back we will uh, come back to the real world and talk about some emails from the listeners Ooh. it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So basically, um, what I was thinking of was, um, oh fuck, I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. One of the most underrated <laughs> viral videos on YouTube, I would say. <laughs> that, that posh, that posh kid, he gets it, a slap across the head. Is up there with um, Bagel Man. Why is that okay? The great. Why is it okay for women to say, "Oh, you're five feet on dating sites. You should be dead." He's angry. Uh, that video ends with him challenging everyone to a fight yep. and someone fighting him and beating him. Yeah. It's one of those situations where you think, yeah, I'd probably fancy myself against him. Um, Describe and the man, to people what's happened. Uh, everyone, everyone will be aware of Bagel Man. It's I wasn't aware man, of him. It's a, I'm really? out of touch. I'm, oh. out of, I'm out of touch. It's a man in jean shorts um, and a stripy top um, getting very upset in a bagel shop about some unrelated matters. Um, his dating life. He sounds Life like an in incel, he's, he's, but he's far too old to be an incel. He, look, incel knows no boundaries when it comes to age. What's the what's uh, the upper age of an incel? Oh, mate, I, I don't know. I, so I don't, yeah. Well, you're thirty. What thirty eight? Cele- I'm a celebrated bachelor. It's a, di- <laughs> it's a different thing. Confirmed it's a, bachelor. It's a different yeah. thing. Uh, no, celebrated. Celebrated. Vaunt- vaunted. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> All yeah, kinds yeah, of the yeah. things. Uh, but yeah, he's he's very upset in a bagel shop. He's hurting. He's clearly yeah. hurting. He's yeah. not. He's not a tall man. And I know that hurt. 
but he is particularly um, vivacious with his uh, opinions about his, his impassioned how how badly his life is going. Uh, but he uh, yeah, and then a man crumples him, and then he goes outside and he's interviewed um, at varying stages by his very tall. Um, female uh, interviewers because yeah, the TV mean. station that is mean. So, so I don't. Um, I, I, and, and he basically he says that he's the new Martin Luther King. That's where his argument falls down a little bit, right? Is that, but and then uh, is he assassinated after that? He's, he's, but the thing is, Peter, the only the only objection I have to this, mm. and I understand it's public domain, so I'm absolutely fine. Mm. Clearly, with us talking about it, yeah. But I don't really like the idea of sharing photos or videos of people without their consent. Uh, what do you mean? Like, as in, so if I see a guy who looks a bit funny on the train, yeah. I just take a photo surreptitiously. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't share it either. publicly. Mm. I think that's poor form, isn't it? No, but if you, yeah, but this guy was shouting racist and misogynist stuff in a bagel shop. So he needs to learn his and lesson. And then he got, then he get, gets a crumpling. But he clearly goes around doing this sort of thing quite a lot, um, and it's just funny because he's small. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the guy. Mind. Can I? Can I also say just it's very, all, very it's all briefly, just a big shame that when he ch- challenges a man who's much larger than him yep. to a fight. Um, the man accepts, and Bagel Man crumples like a house of cards. I've never seen a man hit the deck so quickly. Yeah. You think if you were going to be that forthright in your desire for a fight, yeah. you'd have at least partially prepared for it. <laughs> well, he's offering everyone out, and then somebody takes takes the bit. Uh, in, do you remember that guy, I think Victoria Station, a gargantuan man who was off his face on cork, I'm going to say that now. Let's make that absolutely Let's clear. Let's make that absolutely clear. He may not have been, but fucking hell, whatever he'd taken was, must be chemically very close to it. Yeah. Um, but he was like offering everyone out. He was going, I'm fucking... Rah, rah, rah. It was like, on the video. It was on the video. He's like, going, yeah. absolutely fucking mental. And he's going, I want to fucking do everyone in. Yeah. Um, nobody was uh, tackling him. And no. everyone cheered when the police tasered him <laughs> <laughs> at London Bridge Station. But, uh, I love the yeah. idea of a police officer just going... Nah, fuck that. <laughs> Get the taser out. Yeah, it, tasers like, can be dangerous. They can, yeah. Mm, was it Daniel Atkinson who was sadly killed after uh, some kind of issue with a taser? That rings a bell. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. very well anyway, though, was he? Yeah, I don't believe mind. so. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, when when people get tased, they really go they go stiff and go down like a sack of shit. Uh, there was a there was a police chief, was there not, who to publicly show that tasers were safe, volunteered to be tased. Right. Okay. I think, think it's it tased or tasered. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, one of them. Tears on uh, Dare, who sang Chocolate Rain. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> should we do an email? Yeah, all right then. It's hello at lukeandpeacher.com. Mm. For those of you who aren't regular listeners, if you want to send an email in, the reminder email address is uh, hello at lukeandpeacher.com. Uh, one chap who's done just that mm-hmm. is Jake. Oh. Who's, uh, this is quite an interesting one, Peter. I think you'll like this. He says, hi guys, I recently listened to episode 172, so 14 episodes ago now, where you talked about quicksand. Quicksand. The rem- this reminded me of an experience I had while I was at university. I studied marine biology at the University of Portsmouth. The university has three campuses, the main one in the city centre, Langstone Campus on the eastern edge of Portsea Island. And one in the sea. And Institute of Marine Science on a peninsula in oh. Langstone Harbour, not far from Langstone Campus. One day, I was at the Langstone Campus and I had to get to the Institute of Marine Science. Usually it's about 40 minutes to walk between those two campuses. So I know the area quite well, but he's mm. actually helpfully attached a picture. Okay. I'll just describe it to you. So it's like that. That one's there, Pete, mm. and that one's there. Right. Water, tidal. Yeah. You have to go all the way around, yeah. or you can go across. Oh, yes. On a, um, on a, but you got to do it in a boat. Well, well, wait and see what Jake did. Oh. Yeah, he had a wacky idea. <clears throat> um, 
Usually it takes about 40 minutes to walk between these two campuses due to the roads doubling back on themselves. Uh, due to its location on the peninsula, I noticed the IMS, the Institute of Marine Science, mm. was just across the bay from where I was, and I thought I could save time by walking across the beach. Tide was out, right? Okay, what could go so wrong? Yeah. I began the seemingly shorter journey, and before long, the shingle began to give way to larger rocks. It was low tide, so when the rocks would normally meet the water, there was just a muddy, silty layer of sediment. Not to be deterred, I began walking across the rocks. As I progressed, these rocks began to be spaced further apart, and I had to jump between them to continue. Wow. This reminded me a bit of the scene in the B movie with Kevin Bacon Tremors. Yes. Well, they have to use those big yeah, sticks to get away the rocks. Um, disaster struck when I jumped from a rock onto what I thought was another rock, which turned out to be an area of dry, light-coloured mud. I immediately sank up to my waist. I had my phone in my hand, and not quite being aware of the danger I was in, I casually texted my friend saying I was going to be late to class. (laughs) It was at this point I felt mud seeping through my shirt, around my belly button, and realised I was quickly sinking. Oh, no. Thankfully, there was a bush growing on the thin, grassy edge of the bay, and I managed to lean forward so my stomach was flat on the mud and pull myself out using the bush. Years later... As a high school science teacher, I have realised that I increased my surface area, therefore diffusing the pressure across a larger area, which prevented me from sinking. Um, pressure equals force divided by mm. surface area. I was cut severely by the thorns on the bush and absolutely covered in mud, but I had a practical assessment that I couldn't miss. So I showed up to university anyway, covered in mud and blood, only to find out the assessed practical was shifting th- through seal shit to find fish ear bones for three hours. Oh, not sure if it was really quick sound but it felt like it and reflecting years later this was almost certainly the most stupid and dangerous thing I've ever done hope you like the story keep up the good work Jake um, oh. that's terrifying Yeah, and it also reminded me of an incident I was involved in just down the road from there was it quicksand uh, related? yeah so across the other side of the harbour from Portsmouth is a town called Gosport where I grew up I was born in Portsmouth but I grew up in Gosport mm. um, and so Literally, it's hard to describe, but around the other side of the harbour from exactly that incident. So mm. I presume it's the same mud. So yeah. I know exactly what he means. This grey, sticky mud at, mm. at low tide. It does go cracked and kind of the top maybe centimetre or so does bake in the sun. So it looks, it looks like, like a rock. A rock yeah, yeah. And I was on a shipwreck um, out in the little harbour bit, a place called Hardway. People from that area will, will know it. Um, and I was about 20 or 30 metres out mm. jumping on rocks mm. onto this shipwreck but i couldn't really remember the way i'd got onto the shipwreck and my, right. I, I was with another friend and a couple of our friends were on the on the shore still mm. and they were throwing rocks it's like a fucking enid blanton's i know it's it, 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 absolutely absolutely true <laughs> it's like a rusted old kind of <laughs> ship i don't know why it wasn't massive it was a small, you're collecting small steel for your ge- giga covers yeah <laughs> yeah and um i tried to jump back and i my i, I probably sunk up to my shins mm. and me and my mate had to really struggle back and I was really worried because I thought, shit, my mum and dad are going to kill me because I've basically ruined these trainers, ruined these these jeans. Mm. I'm in big trouble. When I got home, though, and my mum was out and it was only my dad, and he looked over his paper and just went, oh, yeah, boys will be boys. You go and you put them in the washing machine. Mm. You'll be fine. Don't tell your mum. I didn't. Um, <laughs> so I could have easily gone the way of Jake. Right, okay. But that's terrifying, isn't it? I, uh, well, I, don't they sort of, um, don't they do, like, didn't somebody sort of make the point that everybody... Um, has a situation where they think that um, avoiding quicksand is going to be way more important in, in their lives. But the thing is, yeah, is. it's definitely not quicksand. It's, re- it's similar. I understand what Jake mm. means, but it's more like... A... Oh, sorry. I was, gonna... <laughs> I was just preparing a bit of audio. I'm going to break into song. <laughs> it's definitely not quicksand, but it is, it is a very, very sticky and dangerous mud. If you've ever been to Glastonbury when it rains mm. and it dries up a bit and then you keep losing your shoes in that stickiness, mm. it's like that, but about 
20 foot deep. That is horrible. Yeah. That, gen- that genuinely gives me the chilly willies, quite frankly. Yeah. I don't, anyway, I don't, I don't care thanks for that, that Jake. Good story. Yeah, lovely old job. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I'm glad he didn't die. That's the main thing. Mm. Uh, Julian Assange. Darren Smith has got in touch. Hello, Darren Smith. Hi, guys. Emailing you from uh, hot and humid Durham, North Carolina. I would like to vent about a truly humiliating experience that I suffered at a fine secondary school in Oxfordshire when I was maybe 14 years young. I was in the middle of a very fine game, uh, or having a very fine game for the school's football team against our local rivals, when I spotted my mum on the sidelines gesticulating furiously towards me. She had no intention of attending the game, and it caused me to wonder why she had shown up. I ignored her frantic waving at first, but it wasn't long before she was more vocal. Come here! You're in big, big trouble! Oh dear. Um, I continued to ignore her until half-time, at which point she walked on the pitch and demanded that she take me home <laughs> that very moment. Very embarrassing. <laughs> That's embarrassing that is that. embarrassing. Yeah. Turns out my parents had received a letter from my school informing them that I was to be suspended for hitting a girl. They were shocked and appalled, as well they might be. I fiercely protested my innocence, but my uh, claims fell on deaf ears. They simply couldn't get over the fact that I hit a girl. Turns out it was all a huge administrative error and the culprit was some someone uh, in a lawyer who shared the same first and last name as me. The school office had simply sent the letter to the wrong address. The wrongdoing was only acknowledged uh, the next day when I tried going to school and my parents wanted to check if uh, if I was actually allowed to be in there. Huh. We still won the footy game. Uh, the other team was proper shite. But imagine in the middle of a game being accused of striking a lady. Say, and, and also... Absolutely, and, and my my best friend Jimmy, he um he always there was a kid with exactly the same name in the year below, and he oh, always no. called it out for that. Is but, that why he d- decided to be a fruitarian so that it would he could be um set apart from the other one that possibly, wasn't? Possibly, yeah. He's mm. not a fruitarian anymore though. Yeah, I think but that's how I know him. A preposterous lifestyle. <laughs> I think he, even he realised after a while it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but you know when you when you can you stop doing that, please? So I'm just, um, it, it keeps on restarting. Just I'm, mute. I'm, I'm getting used I'm to this. Mute. I'm getting used to this new um, wire I've got, that's all. This new system. New system. Which is basically your laptop. Well, yeah. Which you use every day. Um, yeah, but I don't worry about the sound coming out. So I was legitimately more scared of my parents than I probably was the police when I was a kid. Right. And um, if if your mother came in the middle of a football game mm. and, and took you away, mm. I'd be I'll be thinking, my God, this is serious. My mum's quite, my mum was very sort of hands off, so I don't think I'd be that, I'd be a bit concerned that she'd even turned up, to be honest. So yeah. Yeah. If she just Would your dad shouting. do most of the discipline, did he? No. No, I, I never did anything wrong that anyone, I'm, I think they would only discipline me when they were in the house with me. They would never come out, like they'd never go out to find me. Um, right. <laughs> like it, that would be a weird situation that they, they could even know where I was really. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember once. Um, my mum was has always been quite tough. Mm. And I remember once um, walking back from school with my friend James, uh, not Jimmy, another James. Right. And um, we got accosted by these guys who are a lot older than us, and they gave us a couple of slaps, which just mm. pushed us around a bit. Yeah. And um, I already had a broken arm at the time, so mm. I had my ha- arm in a plaster cast. And um, got back to the house. Obviously, I was a bit scared. I was probably crying. Yeah. I was only about ten, mm. and. Um, my mum was like, what's happened? And I told her, and she's like, right, okay, fine, stay here. And she's got her bike out from the shed and starts cycling around, tried to find the two kids who did it. Mother Justice. Yeah, uh, she reckoned she found them, they gave them a proper dressing down, mm. took them home to their parents, said right. they should be ashamed, all this stuff. And I was like, mum, bloody hell, you're going to make this worse, it? Yeah. If they find out, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me, I want to get yeah. another kick in. Yeah. Um, but we live quite near a really rough part of town, mm. and they were probably from there. And uh, to put it in perspective, one of my earliest memories is walking back through there with my dad and a woman chucking clothes out of a window 
to a man in the front garden who was complaining, who then was saying, sorry, 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 and then got so angry that he set a car on fire. <laughs> so that's the kind of area we're talking wow. about. Wow. Yeah, so Sounds was, like the X-Men's Academy. Yeah. So I'm pleased to hear that that, that email is uh, tale was a tale of mistaken identity. <laughs> And he wasn't in trouble. And more importantly, he didn't strike a woman. No. Do you reckon that your mum just pretended that she'd uh, given them probably, a yeah. down and found? Yeah, just oh, to, probably, just yeah, to yeah. set your mind. She definitely rest. went out on a bike. I yeah. remember it like That's, it was yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what happened because I was too scared to go. But it's weird that I remember sort of being in a situation. I was probably a little bit older, but um, and my friend had a broken arm, um, and we had to run to a to a uh, to um, knock on someone's door because there was some big lads. Like it was about like eighteen. Was kicking shit out of it like us, yeah. like just out, just they just walked past us and then they just like. I remember one of them shouted, "Somebody stop me!" Like uh, the mask. So it was <laughs> then basically. <laughs> well, whenever that year came out, it, I hope it wasn't that. I bet terrible. he thought he was really cool. Like, Somebody stop me! And uh, nobody could because um, they were ferocious with their punching. Just punched everyone. That's, kicked a, that's everyone. horrendous. It's just it's the, weird the, what the question, young men, angry young men, will do. The question you never want. Have to, a wank. The, <laughs> They probably were doing that as well. Yeah. The question you never wanted to hear when you're walking through this area near I lived was uh, sometimes you'd hear a, Oi, mate. Yeah. Oi, mate. Yeah, yeah, you'd turn yeah. around and they go, what shoe size are you? And you'd be like, fuck. Because you wanted to say the shoe size, which meant they, they couldn't weren't. steal your shoe. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they, were, they, they would just take your trainer. If you, if you walked with new shoes on or trainers, they would just try and take them. Well, just don't tell, just don't, don't give them your number. And the, thing, the thing I resent looking back on it now is you're going to take my shoes off and check anyway. So yeah. why are you even asking me? Right, okay. You know, Jump in the quicksand. You'll, I you'll never find them. I should have. Anyway, that's enough time for this week. We'll come back on Monday. <laughs> this weekend right. is the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landings. Okay. First time so man. kick the shit out of an astronaut. So on Monday, we're going to bring um, an astronaut in. We're going to bring Buzz Aldrin in and he's going to punch us both in the face. <laughs> yes. Uh, have like a good that. weekend and we'll see you on Monday. See yous. This was a Radio Staccano production.